From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week, from the southern soul of Swamp Dog to the experimental art rock of Ohm, we've got a batch of under-the-radar musical discoveries that you need to hear. Are you drinking out of my Plus, we'll talk to rockers Batfangs about reimagining the genre of the music they loved as kids, air metal, and transforming it into something modern, exciting, and empowering. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. And later on, we are going to talk to one of our favorite uh, newer bands, Jim, Batfangs. Yeah. Uh, we, we both saw them at South by Southwest numerous times because yeah. they were so much fun. That's later in the show, Jim, but it's time again to share some of our latest buried treasures. We do this uh, periodically, Jim. Uh, we have so many recordings that we want to talk about in the show that we can't possibly keep up with them all. Each of us have sort of got a, a stack. I guess in the old parlance, it's a stack, and it's now a, a bunch a of digital stack, files yes. yeah, uh, of, of music that we love, recordings that are coming out uh, consistently over the course of the year that maybe aren't getting the attention we think they deserve. Uh, we try to uh, correct the balance here with this particular segment. Uh, Barry Treasures, we call it. You've got the first one you want on Barry. Uh, they are called Falcon Jane, this uh, fantastic band from Ontario. And they have coined for themselves their own genre name, hmm. Plezrock, P-L-E-Z, as in pleasurable, which, <laughs> you know, I automatically my twee alert goes off. I have a limited tolerance for that. But the, uh, the the woman who fronts the band, Sarah May, is is a great, witty uh, uh, lyricist, and and the melodies, uh, you know, it's classic indie rock, uh, hyper melodic, chiming guitars. Uh, this song that I'm going to play, Ginger Ale, she says was written in the bedroom of a non air conditioned flat in uh, in in Ontario in the middle of a heat wave. I was sweaty. I was unemployed. I was broke, <laughs> and I was in love. Except. You know, the way she sings it, I think she has higher hopes for the ginger ale she just popped open mm. than for this relationship, perhaps. But it, uh, it does have that visceral sense. You can feel uh, the way she is feeling at this point in time as she just kind of takes in everything around her in the middle of this room. Uh, they have a new album out, their third full length. It's called Feeling Freaky. I love this song, Ginger Ale. It's, it's like my tune of the summer. Here they are, Falcon Jane on Sound Opinions. It's too hot to watch TV. I'm so bored of this city. On my endless vacation, I'm heading away from it. One day I'll buy my own Mustang. One day I'll cry about nothing. Because there's nothing wrong with me, but I don't see a way out of this. 
Canadian Quintet, Falcon Jane with Ginger Ale. Uh, good album too, Greg, Feeling Freaky. I like that uh, dreamy vibe there, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to climb into the hammock and uh, drink some ginger ale after I listen to ginger ale. So. Right, well, back when you're in college <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and you can't afford an air conditioner and all you got is that fan, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I got another uh, song that'll keep up that uh, summer vibe for you. Uh, an artist by the name of Voulet out of Chicago, Voulet Taylor. He, uh, he grew up on the South Side and, uh, you know, wasn't really part of the rap scene for a long time, until the last couple of years, actually. He's, all, he's 28 years old now, a relative elder statesman mm. by Chicago hip-hop standards. But he uh, has made an incredibly uh, deep uh, impression in, in the two years that he has been putting out recordings, uh, to the point where you see mainstream rappers, uh, you know, borrowing his style because it's so distinctive. He's... He raps very quietly. He says, people say, it sounds like I'm in a library. Mm. And he says, where that's coming from is I was in an apartment building where I was the <laughs> youngest tenant in the building, and I was getting all these complaints about, you yeah. know, you're too loud, and I had to keep it down. So almost by, uh, by default, he, he went to a quieter style. The other thing that's really distinctive about his songs is that they're incredibly short. He said, I'd watch my friends watching these mainstream hip-hop videos, and they'd be tuning out after a verse. I said, you know, give them a minute and a half, two minutes, we're done. Ramones. Very specific in his imagery as a result. The words are, are very terse. He paints these very vivid pic pictures with very few words, leaves a lot to the imagination, creates a scene, and then quietly exits. And you're kind of left with kind of this mystical vibe, and it, which to me is really cool. The hypnotic track from his uh, debut major label EP, Good Job You Found Me, uh, Valone. Uh, that's uh, Kanye West's label, by the way, that signed him. Uh, West is, uh, is a fan of his stuff and uh, has started to collaborate with him. I think he'll be a much more widely known in a few months than he is now, so pay attention to this guy. Voulet with a track called Valone on Sound Opinions. Might catch me out in Valone. Broke, mm -hmm, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. That super sport I still own. Mm -hmm. It's broken, mm -hmm, it's at home. Mm -hmm. These, these are vintage jeans. Uh huh. And Gucci, that's expensive feet. Uh huh. That knock off, that is not for me. Uh uh. Can't give up back like she not fit for me. Mm mm. Might catch me out in V Long.
That is Valone by the artist Boulay on Sound Opinions. Really interesting stuff, Greg. Uh, you know, dare I say almost an Eno-esque mm. production, uh, or, or Bjork or Sigros, right? I mean, there's that kind of uh, weird sensibility. Very sparse and, and, yeah. and atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, clashing with the hip-hop uh, in a good way. Uh, I got something now that is all clash, 110%. A Stockholm garage punk band called Viagra Boys. Um <laughs> You know, which is interesting, it, it, it's more in that helicopters, hellbent for leather, kick out the jams, garage rock vein, except with a frontman, Sebastian Murphy, who is 100% the reincarnation of Marky e. Smith of the fall, all right? <laughs> Both in, in terms of his uh, kind of monotone delivery, staccato delivery, and his weird, bizarre, surreal sense of humor. As you know, I am not a fan of the sports. And you very much are. I, I just, I, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, no, no sport ever, right? This track called Sports, which is from their uh, forthcoming album, Street Worms, right, um, is, is just classic. It's just so bizarre. You know, it starts off wiener dogs, short shorts, cigarette, surfboard, ping pong, rugby ball, wiener dog, sports, right? And mm. he kind of goes through these litany of words, mm. like Sid Barrett in the word song, uh, that don't, don't have anything to do with it and then you realize kind of every time he he goes sports with the exclamation point it's like oh these are all things we hate and i'm like a hundred percent with there <laughs> with sebastian right there uh the i have really high hopes for the album street worms is the album this is the song sports by viagra boys on sound opinions Viagra Boys, sports, isn't that great? I you love know, that. When I first heard that, I, I was thinking, remember the, the band Trio, the German? Oh, yeah, da, da, da. da. It's yeah. kind of got that almost ironic 
you know, foreign accent meets kind of this kind of like dumbed down, intentionally dumbed down. Yeah. And and it's kind of witty and clever. I almost feel like that's a novelty song. Like it's you know it'll wear out quickly. But there's other stuff uh, that I've been hearing from this group that's uh, that's impressing me even more than that song. But yeah, it's, I it's love a the funny whole album. Song. I was gonna play. You know, I, I could play anything from the album, but I thought you know this. I, any chance to get a dig in at sports is good with me. Well, I'm uh, any chance that I can uh, give a shout out to uh, Poster Children uh, from downstate Illinois. Yes, uh, I I will. Uh, and you know they don't give us a lot of opportunities to do so. I mean, this band was extremely prolific in the late '80s through the '90s. Uh, they would play 200, 300 shows a year Tireless. in this van. And what a, you know, what a wonderful band to see live. They, they were just so dynamic and, and just put out a string of, of really cool uh, records. Uh, since then, the, the, the couple that is kind of the, the mainstays in the band, Rick Valentin and Rose Marshak, are parents now and full-time arts technology professors at Illinois State yep, University yep, yep. in Normal. And, and meanwhile, they do poster children and, and various musical side projects as well. The, the latest poster children record, the first since 2004, is called Grand Bargain. You know, the second half of Poster Children's career is a social and political commentary. Mm -hmm. But it's really funny, really caustic, and it's married to these really pithy, catchy, three-minute rockin' punk songs. Uh, Basically, the Poster Children doing what they've done so well for so long uh, in in a context that uh, relates very much to what's going on in the world today. The song Big Surprise that I'm going to play is basically talking about an impending ecological disaster. Hmm, I wonder the, what Cheery. the climate change people are yeah. going to think about this song, right? Uh, Big Surprise from Poster Children on Sound Opinions. Big surprise by Poster Children. 
Greg, I'm so glad we finally got to that. I think uh, the return of Poster Children is right up there with Super Chunk. Yeah. You know, yeah. in terms of like, really good it's record. so great to see these 90s indie heroes uh, still going strong as parents, as, as dare I say, middle-aged mm-hmm. people. And Rose Marshak is just like the coolest bassist ever. <laughs> Maybe only after Laura Balance. When we come back, we'll share more of our buried treasures that you need to hear in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with Jim DeRogatis. We're sharing some of our latest buried treasures. These are records we feel very strongly about, haven't had a chance to talk about in the show yet. Here's our opportunity. They're not exactly mainstream records, but we love them all the same. We think you need to hear them as well. Jim, you got the next one. I do. I, you know, I want to underscore how these come to us, right? Uh, we do listen to all this music that our listeners send to us eventually. Uh, I keep mine in a folder, and especially when I'm gearing up for Buried Treasures, I'll, you know, everything gets at least the 30-second test. You know, Denise... Redecki uh, was driving me crazy, though. I mean, you know, on Facebook, which I hate, number one. You know, Twitter's fine, email's fine. I hate Facebook. You know, and she's sending me a, a song a day, every day, saying, have you listened yet? Right? And I'm like, oh, this can't be any good. And then finally, it's Buried Treasures time, and I started listening. Oh, this is really good, this first song. And I listened to the second, and I listened to a third. Um, she is a young woman who uh, taught herself to play piano, organ, guitar, moved around a lot, Boston, North Carolina, Chicago, uh, and, and has garnered a lot of comparisons to Elliot Smith, which is a high bar to live up to. I think she does it. This is really intimate, uh, uh, touching uh, folk music. I, I particularly love this song, Revolution, which I don't think she's talking about necessarily in a political way, but the personal is political. I think she's railing at the beauty standard that holds young women up against this ridiculous uh, public image that nobody looks like that, that you see in the magazines and on television. Uh, it's very much, It reminds me very much of the film I just saw, Eighth Grade, which is wonderful in the same way. Denise Radecki with Revolution on Sound Opinions. You don't care about love You don't care about the sun You only care about
That is Denise Radecki. Revolution. Denise, don't don't Facebook messenger me anymore. Yeah. Uh, Snapchat, uh, Jim. That'll be oh, the, He'll that, like that. Yeah, yeah. But then you have to put, like, the cat <laughs> eyes over your nose or something, right? Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go to New Orleans, and uh, before you start saying, well, I know what this is going to sound like before he even plays it, uh, guess again, because it's not going to be your French Quarter tourist New Orleans music that I'm, I'm going to give you. Um, I'm going to talk about Tank and the Bangas, a uh, 10-piece band uh, formed mm-hmm. out around the New Orleans open mic scene. And uh, the lead vocalist is a pistol. Uh, Tariana Tank Ball is her name. She's uh, from the spoken word poetry scene in, in New Orleans and uh, sort of evolved into this band with drums, bass, keys, horns, backing vocals. I saw them at Lollapalooza. It was basically one long set of what appeared to be like a linked series of songs with sort of theatrical interludes. It was almost like a childlike nursery rhyme vibe about the little interludes. Like they were almost creating this fantasia, you know? And I'm going, this is really weird and different and strange and kind of kind of alluring at the same time. Um, they have put out a series of recordings uh, over, the, over the last few years. Uh, their latest single is called Smoke Netflix chill, and it gives you kind of a sense of the fact that they are definitely uh, a tangentially related New Orleans band. They are not like your traditional New Orleans thing. They're doing very much their own thing, blending a ton of different styles. Here is Smoke Netflix Chill from Tank and the Bangas on Sound Opinions.
Tank and the Bangas with Smoke Netflix Chill on Sound Opinions. What's your next pick, Jim? I love that one, Greg. That, that, I think that's nine out of ten uh, Sound Opinions listeners uh, <laughs> every night. Um, I, I'm going to do a, a legend, uh, but a far buried, mm. far too buried, uh, deserves to be better known legend, Swamp Dog. Jerry Williams. Jerry Williams is in his fifth decade of making music <laughs> as this character he invented in 1970, Swamp Dog. What an album. Total destruction to your mind. Uh, trust me, if you enjoyed like our Beefheart episode or our Stranger Forays into Psychedelia, Find that album uh, because it was like nothing else. Maybe George Clinton. That's about it. Okay, um, the first one of the first interviews in in music journalism I ever got paid to do was with uh, Jerry uh, mm-hmm. when he was doing a comeback in like 1990. He did not want to talk about music. We only talked about the cookbook he had just published. <laughs> Speaking of New Orleans recipes, he had a yeah, lot right. of New Orleans cooking, but that was okay. He was so entertaining. Um, Swamp Dog is back, and he's back in a big way with the blessing of the indie hipster underground Mm. and new inspiration from Kanye West. He's been collaborating with Justin Vernon of Boney Vare, of all things, and he had his head turned around by Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak. In particular, he fell in love with Autotune. Now, nothing I've Mm. said so far would lead (laughs) you to believe that this is going to be any good. Uh, His new album uh, coming out is just a couple of weeks, Love, Loss, and Autotune, finds uh, Jerry Williams' Swamp Dog uh, kind of covering the whole spectrum of the last 60 years of, of, of R&B and pop and soul and the weirdness of just Swamp Dog music, I'm going to play a Nat King Cole cover in which he, he you know, it's part of it is, is fairly straight. And then it goes into this uh, vocoder thing and the auto-tune <laughs> and there's weird sampled horns and distorted vocals. And, I, you know, it's always hard to tell with Swamp Dog whether he's intending this to be strange or a parody or shtick or whether it's just brilliantly weird. Either way, I, I love it. Answer me, my love, from the new Swamp Dog album on Sound Opinions. Answer me, oh my love, just what sins have I been guilty of? Tell me how I came to lose your love. Please answer me, my love. You were mine yesterday. I believe that love was here to stay. Won't you tell me where I've gone astray? Please answer me, my love. If you're happy without me, But if you still think about me, please listen to my prayer. You must know I've been true. Won't you say that we can start again? In my sorrow, now I turn to you. Please answer me, my love. Answer me. 
just what sins have I been guilty of? Tell me how I came to lose your love. Please answer me, my love. You were mine yesterday. I believe that love was here to stay. Won't you tell me where I've gone astray? Please answer me, my love. If you're happier without me, I'll try not to care. But if you still think about me, please listen to my prayer. Swamp Dog, answer me, my love. Nat King Cole, never been done like that. He's great. He's got a long career, as you said, Jim. And you're right. No, not a, more people should know about this guy. Uh, that song kills me with it. <laughs> it sounds like a tuba just yeah, comes yeah. out of nowhere. What's bunch going of on? bunch of times he goes. It's just kind of blowing my mind that he's just so disruptive of what sounds like a traditional R&B ballad until it isn't because right. he decided to put some other stuff in there. Uh, my last pick, Jim, is a band out of Chicago, Ohm, that uh, has raised a lot of attention with their new album, Parts. It just came out. They actually made a splash with their first uh, festival appearance in Chicago two years ago at the Pitchfork Festival. That was actually their first appearance as a trio. It's basically Seema Cunningham and Macy Stewart, two vocalists um, and, uh, and musicians who have done who have collaborated with everybody from Jeff Tweedy to Ken Vandermark and, well, actually been in a band with Vic Mensa in the case of uh, Macy Stewart and worked with Chance the Rapper, people like that. So they have really spanned genres in Chicago and what they are able to do. They also wanted to dig into experimental music. So they said, hey, let's pick up guitars. They're trained, classically trained pianists. And they said, let's, let's pick up these guitars and see how we can blend our voices and these guitars in new and innovative ways. So they started uh, playing some gigs as Ohm in uh, the experimental and uh, new music scenes in Chicago, which are very much alive, and um, released an EP in 2016 as a duo. And then with the drummer, uh, have put out a new record that includes contributions from people like Ken Vandermark and, and Doug McComb of Eleventh uh, Dream Day and Tortoise. But it's really about these two women, Macy Stewart and Seema Cunningham, the way those voices and those guitars work together. They start out with these beautiful melodic parts, and then they become a lot knottier and thornier and weirder, and then they go back to the melodic stuff. It, wonderful arrangements, wonderful songs. Here's one of them. It's called Icon from the Parts album by Ohm on Sound Opinions. She ladled the conversation Skimming from the top That damn helium balloon from last Easter refuses to pop I want a new icon. 
Icon, Greg's uh, final buried treasure pick for this installment. Uh, I'm digging that, Greg. I would like to see Ohm on a double bill with Sneaks, who <laughs> yeah. I love, because I think they're they're mining similar territory. Yeah, I, I love the way they sort of subvert all these traditions. That's going to wrap up our latest batch of buried treasures, and now we need to hear from you. Leave a message on our hotline with your name, buried treasure pick, and why you love it at 888-859-1800. Coming up is our interview with the rock band Batfangs that's combining 80s rock and Halloween. Plus, Jim, you have a track you want to take to the Desert Island Jukebox. I do, Greg. I'm going to give you some old-school Chicago punk that's very much of the moment and with a new movie celebrating it. Cool. That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And that's a little bit of the song Wolf Bite by our guests this week, Batfangs. Gotta say it like you mean it, you know? <laughs> we first saw this band at South by Southwest earlier this year, and both of us, Greg, were blown away by the uh, the raw guitars and the unique feminist take on hair metal, a genre that was anything but feminist the first time. That is true, Jim. And at the center of Bad Fangs are guitarist and vocalist Betsy Wright and drummer Laura King. Betsy Wright's from uh, the DC punk scene, and she was a member of that great uh, Mary Timoney band, X-Hex. Laura's based out of North Carolina. It was in the backing band for Super Chunk's Mac McCon when uh, Wright reached out about this new project. Now they, they've joined together to make this uh, very much fun-loving, guitar-driven, up-tempo music inspired by artists they loved listening to when they were kids. People like Bon Jovi, believe it or not, yeah. Guns N' Roses, The Bangles, uh, those influences are all in there. Now, traditionally, when you think about hair metal, you think sexism, toxic masculinity, uh, women presented as sex objects. Betsy Wright and Laura King wanted to transform the genre into something modern, exhilarating, and empowering for everybody. Betsy, Laura, welcome to Sound Opinions. Hey, Hi. how's it going? Thank you. Betsy, I want to start by asking what motivated you and Laura to create music that was such a departure from the indie rock sound that you were both making in other bands. I kind of wanted to do music like from my childhood, I guess, and some of the stuff that like some of the punk rockers, like DC punk rockers from the 90s, like probably don't think like Bon Jovi or Poison is cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I know they don't. But <laughs> <laughs> 
know, there's a lot of like problems there. And also, like I grew up on Led Zeppelin. I mean, mm -hmm. that was my favorite band, Jimi Hendrix, all that stuff. And there's just kind of this mixture and Madonna and you know the Bangles, which Laura loved too, mm -hmm. and oh, the yeah. Go Go's and stuff. So. It was kind of all this mixture of the we I just like was like let's take back this like hair metal sound that I love and you know do it our way. When you said you wanted to reclaim hair metal, let's dig into that. What did you mean? That's that is. I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly what you know. I wanted to. I mean, it's the music that I love. I love guitar rock. Love that style of drumming. I just like love the and the hooks, feel, massive the hooks. hooks right. Yeah, the pop songs. The you know that that feel and um. But you know, as being you know being a girl growing up, listening to that stuff, and then you know you do feel like an outsider. And then, you know, but I, I just wanted to make it our own and have this different take on it, you know, come from our point of view as, you know, as a woman and yeah. taking back that sexuality and saying, like, you know, this is just being strong and powerful. So the self-titled debut album, you can just look at the song titles, Rock the Reaper, Bad Astrology, mm -hmm. Wolf Bite, Fangs Out. You've definitely got sort of a vampire, goth, you know, horror movie vibe going on there. We got really into Rocky Erickson. And weird. And Ozzy. I was like yeah. deep in this Ozzy hole. <laughs> <laughs> And Ozzy Hole, those are tough. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> holes. Thematically, I mean, was it just a case of, uh, you know, you've always been a fan of horror movies or B-movies? I, I, I love those myself. They're just a great thrill to have, just to see how bad they yeah. can be so campy, you know? Yeah, I guess it was like a, just an inspire, an inspiration point. And, and I do, like, my favorite book is Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, and mm. I love Dracula. I, I listen to it constantly, the audiobook of Dracula. Mm. I love Halloween. We loved, I mean, yeah. we I were, don't know. We were playing kinda, a lot around Halloween, too. Yeah, we started hanging <laughs> Walking out. through graveyards. <laughs> After <laughs> practice. I used to walk in the graveyard with you. I used to think about all the things that we could do. You mentioned Rocky Erickson uh, in passing. There is a vibe of that uh, in, in, your, in some of your music. And you, while we have focused on the kind of, uh, you know, the glammy hair metal side of things here, there is a sort of a punk vibe running through it. So, so talk about what, what, what's Rocky's role in your lives as a music person? Did he play a role, Rocky Erickson? Well, the thing about the, I, I love the record, The Evil One. Mm -hmm, and yeah. the thing about that record is it's like he's singing about all this, you know, all these monsters and dark demons and all that stuff. But Two it's headed like, dog, and I yeah. walked with a zombie. And... Yeah.
those songs, you know, they're poppy too, and they have hooks. Oh, they're incredibly catchy. And yeah. so they good. have some of them only have three chords, yeah. and then they've got cool guitar. The riffs on that record are incredible. Amazing. And yeah, so I don't know. I just love that record. Well, the beauty of it too is it's so unfiltered. You feel like there's not, you know, this is what I feel. This is what I do. I'm, I'm. This is what I love to do. And it's like there's no, you know, BS attached to it. It's just like there's a purity there that is so admirable. I think one of the things that was so refreshing about you guys is that there was something like that out there and still indie rock, you know, rock period. It just seems like it's going down its own, talk about going down a hole. I think rock in some ways has lost some of that connection to, why did we do this stuff in the first place? It wasn't meant to be super serious music. Well, and nobody you know? can laugh at themselves. Yeah. Right. And you don't the have humor. a problem with that. <laughs> the, la- no. the humor, the humor and, the, yeah. and the, just the joy, the fun of it. Do you feel that way in some ways? Like when you go to... A, a rock show these days? Are you seeing any of that out there as much as you would like? Gosh. I, I think the thing is, like, yeah, I see all these bands and they're just kind of serious and taking themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we're, we're singing, like, bangs out, like, yelling. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, half <laughs> yeah. the songs, I'm like, this is, I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's so fun. I mean, we just have fun. Is it something that you had to, that was always part of you, like getting up on stage and, hey, we're putting on a show, or was that something you had to sort of mature into that you were that uninhibited uh, when you're performing? I I think that I always just give it my all when I play with whoever, so I just get into it no Mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fangs out. Fangs You're out. into it. I'm yeah. into it. Let's have fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing drums. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like having. I think it, it occurred to me like several years ago that performing. It's like putting on a show, even though you're just playing music. It's like acting. You know, and then going mm. from city to city, you're doing yeah. like it almost feels like you're putting on this musical. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sort of have a character that I'm doing. And that allows me to, to have more fun because I get to act cra- crazier than I would in normal life. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Alice Cooper. There's yeah, a guy exactly, who knew how to put on exactly, theater. That's every every show is a play, about. right? Totally. There is He's that, got the makeup and then he yeah, becomes right. this different person. There is the obnoxious flip side. You know, there's also Gene Simmons. Yeah, well, that's you know, true. But uh, that, you can understand why that would have an appeal to a seven-year-old or a 12-year-old. There like, yeah. wow, there, there's my gateway into this stuff. Well, you know? especially if you're a young girl saying, I can do that. I will be the yeah. thunder god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kiss rocks, though. I said, Laura, I want to geek out as a drummer. You said okay. uh, loving the Go-Go's and loving uh, the Bangles. Well, the, the Bangles, mostly. Yeah. I, well, I remember going to see the Go-Go's at Madison Square Garden opening for uh, The Police. And uh-huh. I purposely bought tickets behind the stage to watch Gina Shock. Oh, cool. And nobody talks about what a great drummer she was. Mm-hmm. Or it's Debbie Peterson, right, of the two sisters right. and the Bangles. Mm-hmm. What did those uh, drummers, those incredible drummers who never get their due as drummers, what, what did they say to you as a young musician who wanted to follow? Well, I think when I first saw the Bangles play, well, I was probably like 10 years old and I just saw their concert on MTV and I was mainly impressed that I, there was four women on stage rocking out. Mm-hmm. And, 
And so at that time, I don't think I really knew that it was the drums I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but then, then I shortly figured out that that was what I was best at. Right. But, um, but you look at them and you say, I could do that. They're not that different than me. Yeah. Well, I was like, I want to do that. I can do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think just seeing, seeing them do it and the confidence they had doing so, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. We have been talking to uh, Betsy Wright and Laura King of Bat Fangs. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. As often as possible, we like to take a trip to the desert island and play a track we cannot live without on the desert island jukebox. Jim, it's your turn to pop a quarter. It is, Greg, and I think this is a particularly apropos pick for a Buried Treasures episode because the band I'm going to highlight, Voice of Addiction, is a buried treasure. Voice of Addiction has been around for 20 years years. It's had now, I believe, 10 drummers. Many guitarists have come and gone. The leader, bassist, and vocalist Ian Tomele has been the, the heart and soul of this band. It's very much, you know, if Peg Boy was a notch below Naked Raygun, I think Voice of Addiction is a notch below Peg Boy. I don't mean that as an insult. Mm. Uh, you know, gruff, working man, shot in a beer, <laughs> Chicago punk. There's a whole genre of this stuff uh, that is now uh, 30 years old. Voice of Addiction is the center of this new movie, which I think is to punk rock what some kind of monster was to Metallica. Mm. In that it's sad. The, mm. the as punks, they were they were you know you can come in the van with us on this tour, which is endless and going to be fraught with difficulty, full of you know rooms of fifteen people if we're lucky some nights, and crazy people who let us sleep on their floors, and we're going to be arguing with each other. In fact, the band will fall apart at the end of it, uh, except for Ian, who's still going. You know, it underscores in a way the Metallica movie doesn't. Why? you would spend 20 years of your life on something so hard, making no money, putting all of your energy and resources, uh, something so hard as to cross the country in a van mm -hmm. two or three times a year to make this music. Um, the answer is community, right? It is community, and it is a message. And from the beginning, Ian's uh, lyrics with Voice of Addiction, I think there's so much talk today about the angry white Americans who feel put upon and they don't have a voice. Ian has been singing about what it's like to be a blue-collar worker, fighting with addiction, fighting with familial strife, getting no respect, feeling no love, and being not understood. But instead of complaining about it, he's like, let's get together mm -hmm. and change it. I love that kind of punk rock. Just listen to this song. The, the movie is on Vimeo now, Bradley Pontecor, a Chicago filmmaker, made it. It's called Punk Band. You can watch it. And by all means, the uh, the 2017 album, Lost Art of Empathy by Voice of Addiction, is worth checking out. This is a track called Rust Belt on Sound Opinion. Born in the Rust Belt, raised these steel towns. Yeah. 
That is Voice of Addiction with Rust Belt on Sound Opinions. you got to love that spirit, Greg. What do we have on the show next week? Jim, next week we are going to take a long look, a long loving look, I should add, at a genre that is much maligned unfairly, disco. You better get your polyester on, Greg. I'm looking forward to it. You can find all of our episodes of Sound Opinions at soundopinions.org and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get those things. Sound Opinions was produced, as always, by Brendan Banizak, Alex Claiborne, Iana Contreras, and Andrew Gill, plus our intern, Anna Edgar. Operator, can you help me? Help me if you please. Give me the right area code and the number that I need. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. I think she's somewhere down south. New messages. What's up, guys? Love the show. Uh, we're calling out of uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania. Uh, especially love the episode with uh, Ron Daler of Macedon. I don't think those guys get a whole lot of recognition for what they do. They do a whole unique thing. And uh, it was really cool to hear you guys talking with Bron on there and, uh, you know, him giving you some insight. And uh, I'll always listen to the show every Sunday just because I love it so much. Thanks, fellas. Bye. I'm calling about uh, Songs of the Devil and its Meals from Atlanta. Uh, this one is a little bit dark. Well, not a little bit. It is very dark. It's called Dancing with the Devil by Immortal Technique. He built a reputation because he could hustle and steal, but got locked once and didn't hesitate to squeal. So criminals he chilled with didn't think he was real. You see, me and his like this have never been equal. I don't project my... And Immortal Technique is one of the best rappers, one of those creative people I've ever seen. Worth checking out. Good storytelling, good sound, all that. The product of a ghetto-bred capitalistic mental Coincidentally, dropped out of school to sell weed Dancing with the devil, smoked until his eyes would bleed But he was sick of selling trees and gave in to his greed uh, My name is Tommy from North Center in Chicago But the devil, two greats Two great songs by the great late Tommy Boland First one, when he replaced Joe Walsh and the James Gang, the album called Bang. There was a song called The Devil Is Singing Our Song. Tonight the cold wind blows Through the screen that you did blows Tonight I swear the devil is singing our song In my high school band learned that, that thing. To this day it's still some great riffing. Second one from his book last album he put out before he died the song is called um, Shake the Devil which again has some great Tommy Bolin-esque riffing 
Without a doubt, the best metaphor for the selling your soul to become a rock and roll star. He starts with a taco, melts his tongue, and burns holes in his jacket. And in the end, uh, he discovers that this whole thing takes him through rock and roll stardom, and the whole thing becomes a metaphor for selling yourself. Pieces of tortilla got stuck in my throat. Anyway, I wanted to share that song because that one popped right in my head. Thanks a lot. My stomach was trembling, I broke out in a rash. No more messages. To give us your opinions on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with more Sound Opinions, produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.